0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome in to the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Ryan McIntyre. I am Rod Villagomez. And once again, we have finished up. Well, we're about to finish up again. As you know, we tape on Monday night. So week three is not necessarily over yet. But the bulk of it is. And another 100% wild weekend in the NFL. Ryan, it's it's like script writers are going crazy trying to figure out what plot twists they can put into this NFL season already.
1: A hundred percent. And how about uh Tua Mania rolling on three and zero for the, those Dolphins I,
0: again? Script writers, man, they're getting paid very well. Whoever the NFL script writers are, I just want you guys to say you're earning your money this season. Because if you would have told me that the Chiefs would have lost this weekend, that Miami would continue to roll, and that you know we'd be actually talking about whether or not Detroit should have lost this game, um, I'm telling you right now, you guys earned all of your money.
1: Yeah, and the Vikings were my survivor pick, so that was a full-on sweat for me. Uh, Very lucky to survive in advance, as they say. So moving on to Week 4, I guess.
0: Moving on to Week 4. And, yeah, I mean, tell me again. I know that the coverage was fantastic, but Justin Jefferson, from a fantasy perspective, and I know we'll talk more about the Vikings when we get there, but, I mean, look, man. I I went from down a lot to up a lot to sweating out one player today in, in fantasy. It's just... That's the way this NFL season's been.
1: Yeah, first month has definitely been up and down for some of these teams. And, you know, it's kind of sad. Tonight will be the final game of September. So we already got the first month of NFL in the books. It's going too quick for me, man. I want to cherish this, this whole season. How did it happen? We blinked and now we're here. I know. October's already here. <laughs>
0: Can't even I can't even fathom it's not. But here's the thing. It's fall. It may be fall on the calendar, but it is not fall in California. I will tell you right now we're at 92 degrees or something like that today. So uh, football weather has not officially happened here in California, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah, and you saw that Miami game. I mean, digs cramping up, multiple linemen cramping up, can't even finish the game. I mean, it's going to start getting colder eventually, but definitely some some temperatures on the higher end uh, so far. Indeed. All right, well, we are going to break down the games
0: as we normally do for you here and give you how it all shook out and how it all handed up. And believe me, there's going to be a lot of them. But first, let's tell you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet's live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, And Virginia, more states to be named later, I'm sure, plus Winbet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like. Select Build Your Own Bet and start building a monster parlay. So much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I know that you wanted to speak a foreign language. I want to speak English. Maybe maybe this next uh, sponsor will help me speak English better. It is Babel, And if you're like me, there's a foreign language that you've been meaning to learn that you did not learn in school. I, for one, did not learn Spanish. Turned my, my grandma down when I was five years old. Been kicking myself ever since. Well... Babbel's going to help me get there. Babbel's the language learning app that has sold over more more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off of your list. Babbel, you only need 10 minutes a day. I know you got 10 minutes a day. Put down that phone. Stop crushing candy. Start learning another language. You can have real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Again, English, I need to learn it. The teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. And we speak the language of football here on the NFL Gambling Podcast. And games kicked off on Sunday actually they kicked off on Thursday let's let's go all the way back to Thursday night shall we get on our time machine Ryan and go back to that game uh, between Pittsburgh and Cleveland I don't know if we thought it was going to be a barn burner but we kind of got a little barn burner didn't we
1: yeah and typical AFC North fashion and the funny thing when we do these recap shows is we get so caught up in Sunday's action that I don't even remember the game Thursday night because of all the action that it's happened. So I had to go back through my notes. And um, if there was a bad beat of this week, it was if you had the under, depending on what number you had in the Cleveland Pittsburgh game uh, with the game ending with the crazy lateral uh, marathon. And then it ending with Cleveland scooping and scoring and uh, hitting the over for those that had that number. But uh, Cleveland's good on the, on the ground attack again, Chubb and a hunt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Cleveland was a four-point favorite in this game over Pittsburgh. Uh, the, the final score, 29-17, to 17, just like Ryan alluded to, all thanks to a scoop and score on the final play of the game by the Cleveland defense. Pittsburgh fans, I mean, look, we they already knew they weren't going to win, but uh, just to have the insult to injury there definitely did not help, and that did cash the over because, obviously, uh, it was a low, it was a low total based on Thursday night, based on the two teams that were playing. Uh, so, you know, you, you want to go into that thinking that you were going to hit the over, but no, a defensive play stopped that for you. It was 38, 37 and a half, but yeah, that definitely hit the over. How crazy was that game though?
1: Yeah, it was back and forth and, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much longer Pittsburgh is going to stay with Trubisky instead of, uh, Pickett. Um, how about the catch that uh, jo- the rookie George Pickens made it in the first half of that game? I mean, that was Odell Beckham like back in the day. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh just kind of offensively like New England, just not dynamic at all. It's kind of just a boring offense, very limited. Uh, Cleveland just continues to be what they were two years ago. Hunt five yards to carry and or sorry, Chubb five yards to carry and Hunt four yards to carry. And Brissett's doing a good job in this game manager role. I feel like Odell Beckham should get royalty every time
0: somebody mentions that one handed catch because that's it seems to me every single time somebody brings that up, Odell should get a check, right? I mean, live live in the past.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, no. That that was one of the craziest catches I've ever seen. But Pickens gave him a run for his money, but I'm with you. The edge still goes to OBJ. Yep,
0: absolutely. That because that was the first, right? Sometimes you just gotta tip your cap mm-hmm. to the first. So Uh, The OG. The OG ODB. I always say ODB. Somebody said ODB, and that's all I ever say now. I know it's not ODB. I know it's (laughs) OBJ, but whatever. Uh, All right, so that was Thursday night, and then, of course, we got a couple of days of reprieve until we hit Sunday. Sunday morning started out with a, a pretty big bang, actually, to be honest with you. This was the Baltimore Ravens holding off, and I say that because the New England Patriots are coming for their souls, and we're not for Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson uh, I think New England could have walked away with this. They were, Baltimore, two-and-a-half point favorites over this. They came away with the win in New England, in Foxborough, 37-26. to 26. Uh, Again, a game that Baltimore, I think, could have lost were, were a couple of things to go a little different. The over-under on this, 44-and-a-half. Obviously, Baltimore almost got there by themselves way over. But, Ryan, takeaways from this Baltimore-New England game.
1: Number one, the status of Mac Jones going forward. He suffered a high ankle sprain on the final throw of the game. So uh, insult to injury for New England, losing the game and then potentially losing your franchise quarterback. Um, Lamar was awesome, though. I mean, he's probably the front runner for MVP right now. If you had to label somebody over 100 yards on the ground, fourth passing touchdown. So for fantasy guys, it it was a monster day for Lamar.
0: Yeah, I have him, and I still may lose my matchup. It's it's an insane week in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but Baltimore, I don't want to say they got exposed, but, I mean, look, it, they teams know now that they can get him a little bit. I mean, obviously they can't hold him down, but at least they can get within striking distance. So, I mean, it may take one or two times. Baltimore's already lost one this season. So, you know, going forward, I think we have to build a little bit of caution. We can't necessarily just go willy-nilly. Uh, into Baltimore uh, point totals or even overunders for that matter. Don't bet the under on Baltimore ever. Those guys are scoring like <laughs> mad lately.
1: Yeah, and kind of it was they picked up where they left off. And their second they struggled. They're they're having struggles in that secondary. Um, Mac Jones in that offense was actually able to move the ball even with Patricia calling the plays. I mean they averaged almost six yards of carry between Stevenson and Harris. But a kind of good good job by them. Ben, but don't break force and mac jones into three interceptions and in uh, two of them in the red zone
0: yep i mean that baltimore defense has always been tough so you know again that that's one of their strengths as well baltimore is is defense and running game and sometimes more often than not it comes from lamar jackson so uh jk mm-hmm. dobbins oh real quick what are we doing not necessarily fantasy wise but like are we taking this running game as a whole or are we just putting it all on uh on lamar jackson now
1: yeah, that's good question. They're hard to read because they use Lamar so much. I think Dobbins are easing him in a little bit, easing him back, coming off that injury. So I, I expect him to get a bigger workload because you don't want Lamar taking multiple hits over a 17-game uh, gauntlet. So they got to they got to save him for the postseason run, too.
0: Yep, I agree. And again, if you're a fantasy manager of J.K. Dobbins, hang tight, he'll be there. Just, just be patient with him. You saw him in action. I know I'm a fantasy manager of, of J.K. Dobbins, I'm encouraged by what I saw. At least he's out there.
1: Yeah, and a uh, monster day for tight end uh, Mark Andrews, two touchdowns. So, if you had him in fantasy, it was a good day for you.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's going to be a connection that's going to pay off well for not just uh, anybody but betting experts, too, because that's a connection you can bank on almost every single week to do good things. Uh, so, if you're a prop better out there, too. Prop cast is out there, but, uh, yeah, definitely a tight end to keep an eye on. All right, let's move over to... One of the bigger upsets of the weekend, obviously, it was the Buffalo Bills going into Miami. And again, Miami coming out victorious. Uh, They were four and a half point dogs in this one were the Dolphins. They won 21 to 19, obviously covering their spread and, uh, and looking almost unstoppable at this point without Tyreek Hill having a big
1: day weird game because you look at the stats and you're thinking how did Miami win this game? Buffalo wins the time of possessions 40 to 20. They run 90 offensive plays while Miami only runs 39. Buffalo 500 yards on 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 the offensive side and then Miami only has 200. So, and they survived the butt punt. I don't know if you saw that where he kicked the he punt they punted the ball up four with the minute left and he punted off the center's ass. So that was, that was entertaining.
0: I I've seen the memes on that one too. And it just, I mean, the internet is undefeated ladies and gentlemen, it really is. And I, you know, again, man, Miami, I, I don't, I can't not take them seriously at this point now. I mean, unless Tua is going to be out or if Tua does suffer some sort of major injury, then maybe we can take a step back, but I mean, with Tua healthy, with with Waddle looking good, with the running game coming along, that defense the way it is. I mean, look, holding Buffalo to nineteen points, like after what they did the last couple of weeks, that that's something.
1: Yeah, and um, we keep saying the like these Miami were like that. That kind of was a fluke win, a fluke win. It's back to back weeks now. I mean, they're give them credit. They're finding ways to win games. Uh, he, whether it's coming back from twenty one in the fourth against Baltimore. Or winning a game where you run 50 less plays. But uh, did you see Tua take that shot at, at, to the head and then he came right back? So the NFL is investigating that. Uh, as Colby would say, no CT there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, Tua's going to say it too. He's nope. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Put me back in, coach. Um, all right. So we'll talk about what this does for Miami in a couple of weeks. But I mean, really, just, just thinking about it now, what are we thinking about their chances going forward now that they've taken down? A team like Buffalo handed in their first loss. I mean, that's a big win for a Miami team looking to, to cement their names in contention for the AFC.
1: Yeah, I still think Buffalo is going to win the division. I could see this being the kind of a wake up call for Buffalo. I think they're about to go on a run where maybe they win 9-10 in a row. They're PFF, DVOA, you name it. They're they're at the top of every analytical uh resource out there they, they got the best team on paper as well I am concerned though that Buffalo is really banged up in the secondary being four starters down this weekend going forward
0: yeah I mean that is a little troublesome but we'll keep an eye on it and we'll definitely uh, adjust moving forward if we need to but by all rights and accounts Miami looking like a pretty solid squad going into the 2022 season season Speaking of a solid squad, finally getting their first win. Not necessarily that much of a surprise, but it was the Cincinnati Bengals picking up their first win of the season over the New York Jets. Poor Jets. They get one win, and then everybody thinks, yeah, somebody's in contention this year, and they're not. Obviously, Cincinnati comes in as six-point favorites. They cover, or six and a half, depending on where you got it. They definitely cover this one. And then some. um, I don't know if there's even any hashtag analysis, other than the fact that, Jamar Chase can be covered.
1: Yeah, uh, desperate game for the Bengals, and they played like it. And we got a big game coming up on Thursday night between the Bengals and Dolphins, the team we just touched on. So you talk about the Dolphins going forward. We'll, we'll see how they do against these Bengals. But uh, offensive line was better. Burrow, uh, Burrow had more time to throw against uh, this Jets defense. And uh, it, that was an entertaining uh, matchup between Sauce and, and Jamar.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about getting in a receiver's head. I, I, I yeah. saw that. I saw the tweet that said sauce in Jamar's head, and absolutely 100% was in his head because, you know, as a receiver, you're used to getting blanket covered. You're used to getting beat. You're used to getting pushed. You're used to getting shoved. But, man, I'm telling you, I I've, I've very rarely see a, a receiver get that upset about being covered that well because especially, you know, when you're a talent like Chase, you're just not used to not producing.
1: Yeah, and for the Jets on their side, I mean, Flacco Flacco it was back to week one where he was, was on his ass the whole game. We kept, you keep looking up at the screen, and, he's, and he keeps getting hit because their offensive line is struggling right now. A uh, couple key injuries on the offensive line. So hopefully they can patch things together and get Zach Wilson back here soon.
0: Uh, they're going to need him for sure. It's and Flacco is not whatever the question is and I think I've said this before Flacco is definitely not the answer here looking for here. Yeah. If
1: you're the Jets It's it's hard to win a game uh when you lose a turnover battle 4 to 1 as well. So, I mean they lost it in all fronts. It was a it was a buck kicking by the Bengals.
0: It most certainly was and anybody that was thinking at all that the over was going to hit on this, there there's just no way. I mean, thirty. it was only 39 points scored. The over under was 46 and a half. 45 and a half if you really wanted to get froggy, but yeah, there was no way the over, unless unless the Bengals scored all the points, there was no way that the over was going to hit on this one, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, they, it's hard to get the over with this Jets offense right now. Yeah, it did. <laughs> very putrid, very putrid. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, another very putrid game, in my opinion. It was the one and two New Orleans Saints uh, traveling to Carolina to take on the one and two Panthers. The home team ended up winning in this one, 22 to 14, but this was not pretty. This game was not pretty at all. Uh, New Orleans was actually the the one-point or two-point favorites, depending on where you found it. So Carolina, the underdog here, actually came out with the win. Um, but if you're a Panthers fan, I don't know if you feel good about this.
1: No, offensively you don't. Defense played their butts off, but uh, there's some issues in New Orleans right now. Jameis' ribs, obviously, are or, or his back. Sorry, ribs is Herbert. Um but he, he, he looked awful, uh, 25 of 40 for 350. So he ended up with some yardage, but they were down the whole game and had to keep throwing. Um, Alave with a nice little performance uh, for a rookie, nine, nine receptions for 147 on 13 targets. But, I mean, it, this offense, too many turnovers, and that's how Carolina won the game behind McCaffrey and then the big scoop and score touchdown.
0: Yeah, and it really—that's thankfully. If you did roster the Carolina uh, defense like I did, you were pretty happy uh, because you got some pretty decent points out of the day. But yeah, I mean, for New Orleans, you came in thinking that you uh, had—you just had a great squad and that you were ready to go, and that Winston was going to be the guy, and Thomas was going to come back healthy, and Camaro was going to come out banging. None of that has happened, and so now you're panicking.
1: And you look at it. I mean, they. Got almost shut out by Tampa uh, last week, and then in Week One they took a miracle rally where against Atlanta. Uh, for betting purposes, they're zero three against the spread so far in September to start this year. So they have not been kind to uh, the gambling community so far. So we're all we're all taking notes on you, New Orleans. I was going to say, and let's just be honest. That's how we
0: all see it. That's all we we all yeah. we want is the betting aspect of this as well. Uh, so yeah, absolutely not good for betting purposes. I feel like I'm just fading uh, New Orleans until further notice because why the hell would I want to bet on them when they're a hot mess at this point?
1: And Jameis's eight, I think it's now, it's eight and 19 uh, spread when he's a favorite Uh He's 8-19 now against the spread when he's a favorite. So, uh, it's not been kind when James is a favorite. He's definitely better as a dog.
0: Which he probably will be next week, yeah. although we're not looking ahead to next week. We'll look ahead two weeks. But, yeah, definitely a dog. Um, speaking of a dog, you talked about this, how we sweated this one out. It was the Detroit Lions, the Red Hot <laughs> Detroit Lions, taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Red Hot at 1-2, right? But uh, Minnesota... I came up with the win. It was a miraculous win if ever there was one. 24-28 to 28 over the Lions. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, though, they did not cover. They were 6.5-point favorites in this, so they didn't cover. Over-under set at 51.5, so if you bet the over on this one, which I'm, we told you, I think we told you that yeah, you should, uh, that definitely cashed. Yeah. So, I mean, look, Detroit is Detroit, and they're just going to continue to be all sorts of unpredictable, yeah
1: death Texas, Detroit lions covering best team against the spread last year, 11 and six. And they're off to a three and zero start against the spread in 2022. So they're going to play in a lot of exciting shootouts. Uh, this offensive line's good. Jamal Williams, uh, Deandre Swift spanged up. They said that he might be out a week or two going forward. So monitor that situation, but yeah, no, they, they're, they're kicking themselves after this one. They, they gave this one away. Yeah, they really
0: did too. They should have definitely had it. Uh, Reports that maybe Amon Ross St. Brown not not feeling all that well. I think I saw that out there, that there was some sort of something that he was battling. I don't know. You might want to look into that as you go forward. It was just a tweet that I saw from one of the Lions accounts. I, I tried to dig a little deeper. I couldn't find it. So just keep an eye out. That that, that might be out there. Uh, yeah, day-to-day. Day. Yeah, day-to-day. Day. See, there you go. So yeah. not that that helps Jared Goff any, but, you know. And, and uh, yeah, it's just really, to me, This Detroit Lions team, yeah, they're going to cover. (laughs) You may not want to bet the money lines on it, but they're going to cover.
1: Yeah. No, they're they're going to play in a lot of entertaining games. I mean, first three weeks has been nothing short of uh, entertaining Dan Campbell team, Hard Knocks style.
0: Hard Knocks style. Maybe it is the Hard Knocks curse uh, that they're going after right now. Uh, All right. Woo! This next one, I definitely had my brother in a twist. He's a Kansas City fan, and unfortunately for... Mahomes and company, they could not outlast the 0-1-1 Indianapolis Colts. Now they are the 1-1-1 Indianapolis Colts after a 20-17 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, covering didn't even matter what spread they they did. They covered it all. Uh, it was four four and a half if you found it. And then the over-under on this one did not hit, of course. It was at 50 and a half. But Kansas City only scoring 17, and Indianapolis miraculously scoring more than them, uh, and, and only 20. This one had me scratching my head. Ryan, what what the hell's going on in Kansas City?
1: So this is why you listen to the Sports Gambling Podcast, because Ryan Kramer gave it out as his close-your-eyes special, Indy, and then Jay Mark and I on the Wednesday show both said this is a trap line. It makes no sense that uh, Indy's not more than a touchdown underdog, and we both took Indy just because we, we sniffed it right out and uh I didn't see them winning but I I, I knew it would be a close game it was a back to the wall game uh couldn't go to o2 and one and just got embarrassed by Jacksonville last week but uh yeah Kansas City um so they kind of did this last year too where they got off to the fast start and then they kind of went through the motions in the kind of the middle part of the year I think that they're gonna be okay but they're not good they're not as dominant as they once were.
0: Yeah, and it's it's showing too because all these teams and now I mean I'm not going to say Tyreek Hill being gone is is going to is the actual reason why because I mean Mahomes still has weapons and he's proven that time and time again but it does hurt and you're starting to see a little bit of that where you know maybe some of those throws that he was making to Tyreek Hill they're not there and and Travis Kelsey God bless him he's he's doing the the bulk of the work but you know how long can that last to be honest with you we've seen him pretty durable. But he's doing a lot more, I think, than we've seen him in the first couple of weeks of the season anyways.
1: Yeah. um, Mahomes statistically finished with a good day, but for his standards, he didn't play very well. The Colts had some big special teams plays that helped pull this upset. Um, But for the Chiefs, I mean, this is two straight weeks. They probably should have lost to the Chargers last week, so they could be one and two. But I expect them to get back on track. They just... uh, I don't know. They, they they need to find a little bit more consistency moving forward.
0: Yep, they do. And, I mean, again, this is this is overreaction Monday on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. The sky is falling, everybody, in Kansas City. Sell all your shares of the Chiefs. No, don't do that. <laughs> They're still the Chiefs. They'll get this thing figured out. They're only 2-1. and one. It's not like this is the end of the world. They did just suffer their first loss of the season. And, you know, Kansas City's got to get roughed up a little bit to figure out who they are emotionally. You can't just win them all and, and learn from that, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And I'm looking at uh, some notes. I mean, Mahomes didn't have one big time throw, uh, according to PFF. So, I mean, the Colts did a good job of containing that, running the ball to keep Mahomes on the sideline. So job well done by Indianapolis and Frank Reich pulling this upset. Indeed.
0: Uh, All right. We're going to finish breaking down the morning games and then go over the afternoon games. When we come back from the break, but before we do, let me tell you about No House Advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick 'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus in cash. Go download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for the correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports like including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play and you won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25 dollars promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus ev betting strategies they've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books and they've got a vip discord that puts plus ev deeper analytics right at your fingertips i gotta say We've been looking at their daily promo updates and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on instantly and insanely valuable tool and instantly valuable too. And the best part of it all promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us, check out their 100% track, transparent and Proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguy.us. I'm spitting a bunch of numbers out at you, right? I'm giving you all of the dogs. I'm giving you all of the point totals, giving you all the money lines on a weekly basis, but I don't have to have a million tabs open to do that. Why? Because I've got one tab open that I'm pulling every number that I'm getting for you, and that is OddsTrader.com. Dot .com they give me lines they give me comparisons between the books on those lines they give me research to back up why I should bet those lines and they give me a chance to track all of the bets that I make across all of those lines odds trader literally is a game changer it literally has changed the way I've researched it's changed the way that I deliver stats and it's just the best way to handicap it's going to make you the most informed better on the absolute planet you got handicapping play-by-play updates live scores and bet tracking player statistics key game statistics projected game day weather it's all there go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire Odds trader it's the number one site for all of your game day bets we continue to roll on into the morning games uh another afc west team experiencing some troubles although there may be a lot more trouble in Las Vegas than there is in Kansas City. Las Vegas traveling to Tennessee, losing by two points, therefore not covering their one-and-a-half-point spread against the Tennessee Titans. Even the two-point spread, they, minus two, they did not cover. Tennessee definitely covered their plus two. But um, I, I don't know that Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams are, are are as chummy as they were in Fresno State. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's getting uh late early for Josh McDaniels in Vegas. He already met with uh ownership, so it's a little bit of pressure on Vegas going into next week and they join the Saints as the other 0 and 3 team against the spread this year. So, uh fitting it's not fitting that uh Vegas team has the worst uh record against the spread so they need to they need to fix that. But uh yeah, no, this this Raiders team's got issues.
0: They really do and it's it starts with
1: just the simple fact that I don't know
0: that they have their identity yet. I mean, they have all of these fantastic players, and yet you haven't seen, other than Devontae Adams' gigantic breakout, like, that's that's been it. And other than that, it's sort of just been a sporadic here and there of, you know, here a little bit of Josh Jacobs, here one or two Darren Waller. I mean, at least a couple seasons ago, like, you knew Hunter Renfro, you knew Darren Waller, you knew Josh Jacobs was doing fantastic things, and Derek Carr was at the center of all that. I feel like that hasn't happened now. And then, of course, the defense is not stopping anybody either, hence Tennessee being able no. to score 24 against them.
1: Yeah, and Tennessee did a good job getting back to the ground game with Henry, 20 carries for 85 yards. Probably a little low for him still for his standards. But I actually thought Tannehill played all right. Uh, good good game manager game for him, 19-27 to 27 for 260. Uh, it was a desperation spot for both teams, and Tennessee found a way to prevail in get their first win
0: yeah Tennessee man that with Ryan Tannehill that's all you ever want you got Derrick Henry there and and he's going to be able to carry it if you give it to him unless the defense completely stops him which uh, oh how many seasons are we in it now and nobody's figured out how to do that but yeah I mean (laughs) Tannehill that's all you need him to do is is complete the passes he needs to complete while Derrick Henry just chews up the ground so I mean again for for Tennessee even to be a home dog at this point that that was a little bit more of a trap, like you had said earlier, the, the game earlier about Indianapolis.
1: Yeah. And I, I thought there's, there's still too much respect for this Raiders team right now. They have offensive line issues and secondary issues. So, uh, Rabel squeeze, is going to squeeze everything he can out of this unit. And they got the Colts on deck now. So, uh, right back in the AFC South, think of things.
0: Indeed. Um, all right, w- Ryan, We can skip over this next game. If you want, we don't have to break it down at all. We could just give the line and give it who, you know, who won, but, uh, it is of course the Philadelphia fly Eagles fly at three and zero, twenty four uh, 24 to eight over Washington. They obviously covered the five and a half point spread. It was over 47 and a half was the, uh, total. Obviously that did not hit, but, uh, Ryan triage this, uh, this commander's team.
1: Yeah. I wish you had skipped over it after <laughs> having to watch that yesterday. Uh, I think Carson Wentz just got sacked again. That's that's my recap of this game. Uh sacked nine times, pressured 17. You don't see that in the NFL. So uh Washington banged up on the offensive line. It showed that Philly pass rush is the real deal with Graham, Fletcher Cox, Sweat. I mean, they're and then offensively they continue to roll. Uh yesterday was Devontae Smith's day. Two weeks ago, it was AJ Brown's day. So they're dynamic and they're they're dangerous right now. Philly's playing well. Yeah, they are and and really just a scary team
0: moving forward. They've got all of their weapons hitting. Jalen Hurts continues to look like the guy that is trying to like get mad at me for telling him that he wasn't as good as he was going to be this season. I look, I'll be the first to admit that I was not sold on Jalen Hurts. I am changing my tune on that one as he continues to just show me otherwise and make make not just one uh receiver relevant on any given week i mean we saw aj brown get kill i'll uh, kill it then we saw Devonta smith kill it now i mean you know and and even dallas goddard's getting in the mix so this is uh this is like i said a pretty scary philly offense
1: yeah they got a lot of a lot of options they've been the number one rushing attack over these last two years and they only ran the ball for 75 yards washington sold out to uh stop the run but Hertz give Hertz credit. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I was a doubter him coming out of Oklahoma, being an NFL quarterback, but he was really good yesterday. 22 of 35 for 340. Uh, just took what the defense was giving him.
0: Indeed. Uh, all right. Speaking of taking what the defense is giving him, you're gonna have a happy co-host here in a couple of days as the Chicago Bears are two and one. <laughs> what uh, they won 23 to 20 over the Houston Texans. Uh, they actually pushed. And depending on where you got it, like if you got the line at two and a half, uh, they they covered their two and a half point favorites. Uh, if you found it at three or three and a half, obviously that was not a a win. Uh, over under here was set at thirty nine, so that actually uh, hit the over on a Chicago game and a Houston game. Go figure. But uh, I mean, look, I'm not going to get too super excited about this. I know Justin's probably popping champagne over there, thinking they won the the uh, Super Bowl, but. I mean, you just beat the Houston Texans. You still haven't put together, a, I think, a, a complete game that makes me think that this is going to be a scary team in the division going forward.
1: Yeah, uh, they're tied for first place, though. So you got to <laughs> give the Bears credit. Uh, they they enter October tied for first in the North. Uh, spotlight is goes to Khalil Her- Herbert, um, twenty carries for one sixty and two touchdowns. So monster fantasy football day for those that own him i know sean owns him he, i saw his tweets about it uh but field fields struggled too eight to 17 for only 100 yards so they're finding ways to win ugly games and that's what they're gonna have to do all
0: season long if that's they were gonna yeah. want to do it they're gonna have to win ugly games because that's all they could put together is ugly games so uh yeah yeah I'd be able to win those and and justin fields I said that, you know, earlier I I'd, I'd, would have rather him been in San Francisco than Trey Lance, but now I'm glad, I'm glad we dodged that bullet, because he doesn't seem to be getting much better over the last couple of weeks. I mean, eight completions does not do well for you as an NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, they're they need to piss, uh, pick up their passing attack because, uh, like you said, against the good teams, you're not going to be able to sustain that unless, of course, uh, there's a monsoon that comes through that limits the other team and it's just an ugly game at Soldier Field. Um, for Houston, hey, two, oh, and one against the spread this year. That was one of our two teams after week one that we said, hey, I, I kind of want to back this team as a dog. So they're they're, they're covering for us at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, they got to win you somehow, right? They may not be able to win their games, but at least they can win you a little extra pocket change. Um, but uh, look it. So now let's move over to the afternoon games where this one's interesting. You want to talk about winning pocket change? Uh, this was this was one that when Scott Reichel and I broke this down on the Friday episode of it when we're going through the PM games, we said watch out for Jacksonville. It, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it obviously hinged on the fact of whether or not uh, Herbert was going to play But here's the thing, he still played, but Jacksonville still won, 38-10, crushing the Chargers, unbelievably crushing the Chargers, and crushing the over, which was about 45-and-a-half. Chargers came in as six-and-a-half point favorites. That was nowhere to be seen, my friends. And so now, Jacksonville, 2-and-1, Chargers, 1-and-2. Ryan, what bizarro world are we living in?
1: First place Jacksonville Jaguars Sorry I gotta put respect Uh, on the name (laughs) I know uh, I did not see This one coming I thought I was with you guys I thought they could keep it close but I did Not see them winning by four touchdowns I don't think Anybody saw that Um, Concerns about Herbert's ribs I I Don't know why Brandon Staley had him In the game still when you're Down four touchdowns games Over and you're just risking him taking another Shot and missing time I mean Get him out of the game and he said he said Like we asked him and he wanted to He wanted to stay in the game with his teammates. And it's like, what is he supposed to say? You're the coach. Get him out of the game. You never
0: let your players... I mean, to a certain extent. Never let your players dictate it. Because of course they're going to want to stay in the game. Like, I I don't know that I've met too many players that say, nah, coach, I don't want to play. Like, and then the ones that do, they don't normally stay in the league very long because that's not the way it is. So, I mean, I, I get being in tune with your body, but there's also that Warriors mentality that these guys have that there's no way... So. Now, I mean again, in a topsy turvy world we're not going to we're not going to count them out of playoff contention now at one and two, but this definitely makes the road a little harder, given that your your star quarterback still is not one hundred percent so approaching the chargers over the next couple of weeks is going to be very
1: careful, right? Yes, I completely agree with you i mean if he They may need to look into sitting him out for a game or or two to get those ribs back because he clearly wasn't a hundred percent. I was shocked that he played, to be honest. I mean, it's 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 a marathon in the NFL, not a sprint, and it's adding that extra game, seventeen games. It's a long, long season, and if he goes down, they're done. So, I mean, I still think that this team will will rally and get to the playoffs. But you're right; it's uh, uphill from here right now for him, starting one and two.
0: Makes you wonder what incentive or what anything is, is trying to be hit here to, <laughs> by him starting because I mean, you know, those contract incentives they are they're motivating for these guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, Rod, how, how many more losses till we put Brandon Staley on the hot seat?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, in, in today's climate, <laughs> it already happened.
1: It, I mean, it might, it might already be on it. Yeah. I mean, that team is way too talented top to bottom. Uh, with that defensive line with Bosa and Khalil Mack and then Herbert and all those weapons to be one and two.
0: It's an L.A. team. I mean, honestly, it's yeah. an L.A. team, right? The L.A. Rams had all of that going on. The L.A. Chargers have all that going I mean, the star power is what L.A. teams are supposed to be about, right? So, yeah, I, and, and it's not going to take long. I, again, people are already calling for Kyle Shanahan's head, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a lot of leeway for for bad play in the nfl which leads right into the next matchup green bay tampa bay uh battle of the bays green bay travels to uh to tampa bay and knocks off tom brady aaron Rodgers, tom brady it was the the touted matchup of all weekend long and uh (laughs) aaron Rodgers comes away beating the goat 14 to 12 in what we thought was just going to be the most spectacular grandest of stages we get 14 to 12 out of the goats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you stole it right from me. Just like we predicted 14 to 12. But I know these teams have Rogers and Brady and their hall of famers, great quarterbacks, but the strength of these teams is their defenses. I mean, this Tampa defense is nasty. Um, Green Bay's defense is really good again. This is how these two teams are going to win, and I think it's, it's fitting for playoff football too. So I think these teams are built for the postseason, and they both have good running attacks with Green Bay with the one-two punch of Jones and Dillon and then on the other side, for net, So,
0: Well, if you bet yeah. on Tampa as the one-point favorites, that obviously did not hit. And the over, unless it was set at over 20, uh, you were definitely not going to get this over <laughs> at all, because yeah, they, these defenses really came to play, and it frustrated. I mean, you could see the frustration on both of these guys' faces, because you know these guys are used to going out and being able to sling whenever they want, and for Brady yeah. to not be able to do it, for Rogers not to be able to do it, that I mean, maybe Rogers is used to it more than Brady, but you know, it, it frustrated them both.
1: Pampa's gotta get healthy at the skill positions. Andy Mike Evans I guess Mike Evans is healthy. He was just suspended. But uh yeah, they gotta get Godwin back and and uh the get what's his name? Uh, Julio back on the blank. Yeah, yeah, Julio back, and then also Cole Beasley, let him play a couple more games and he'll be right in the mix. Um but yeah, no, I like both these teams going forward, and I I hope we get to see them play again come January.
0: I do too. Uh, all right, let's talk about two one and one teams that uh, are on two completely different paths, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we are starting to see the rise of the Atlanta Falcons as they knock off the Seattle Seahawks 27-23. to 23. The 12th man did not help Seattle in this instant at home. Uh, obviously, they did not cover. They were one-point favorites or a half a point, depending on where you found it. Uh, they hit the over on this one, which was 43-and-a-half, but... I think the biggest thing here is that uh, I, I want to say that this was what the Atlanta team that I thought was going to take the field this, this season looked like Marcus Mariota looked pretty good. And uh, obviously I love me some young Hoku. So to see him <laughs> kick field goals made me happy as well. But yeah, I mean this, this looked like a pretty good Atlanta effort or against
1: Seattle. So this was our other team. We labeled week one that we said, Hey, this could be a covering machine team and they're three and zero now against the spread. Uh, their offense is good. Cardell Patterson, eight yards a carry, goes for 141 yards, and then they got big receivers in uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. It was good to see Arthur Smith and that offense get Kyle Pitts back involved.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of fantasy managers happy about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if for Seattle, 44 passing attempts for Geno is too much, in my opinion. It's not not let not let Russ cook, or it's now it's let Geno cook. <laughs>
0: uh, well, we can let
1: Geno grill.
0: I mean, that's that's about where we can go with that one. This guy, yeah. I, I, I still don't see him as a viable option for this team going forward. I think he's a stopgap. They've, they've got to address that issue uh, if they want to actually succeed in the future because Geno Smith is not the answer. As much as we keep saying whatever the question is, so-and-so is not the answer, Geno Smith's definitely not the answer.
1: No, he's definitely a bridge quarterback uh, going into next year
0: which I think everybody in Seattle is perfectly fine with. I think they want that next version of, of uh, a Russell Wilson. Uh, but, yeah, yes. definitely not. So I'm, I'm staying away from any sort of Seattle, anything, especially if they're the favorites. Like, I, I can't see them winning too many more games uh, outside of that because, frankly, they just don't have the manpower.
1: Agreed. I completely agree with you there. Uh, all right.
0: Well, let's talk about manpower because we talked about L.A. teams, right? We talked about L.A. Charger teams. Uh, and L.A. teams in general. Well, the L.A. Rams are still built to be the L.A. Rams, but they barely held on against Arizona at home, uh, winning 20-12 to 12 in Arizona. They're 2-1. and one. Arizona Cardinals are 1-2. and two. The Rams did cover their 3.5-point spread, did not hit the over on this one at 48.5, but more importantly, the Rams are barely squeaking by as Super Bowl champions. So
1: um, what are we doing? Weird game uh Stafford and and Murray combined for I mean 25 58 uh what's that 83 pass attempts and nobody nobody throws a touchdown I mean that, that that's a stat that's a weird stat right there uh this Arizona team's not very good um their best version is just letting Kyler go back there and, and run around and just make stuff happen with 22 for 22 seconds uh they got a lot of issues, and if if Cliff Kingsbury isn't winning and covering in September, I'm worried at how bad this team is going to become November and December,
0: and it's just not going to get any easier for them. It really isn't, and they and they've got to do this without DeAndre Hopkins for another few games. They've got to figure out what their identity is in the run game. They got to figure out a lot of stuff. To be honest with you, and this is this is a team that lucked into their only win of the season and still looking very shaky going forward. So, but now as far as the Rams are concerned, I mean, yeah, they're winning games and that's all that matters, but can they keep this up for very long against better teams? Like, like a green Bay, like a, you know, anybody out there, like a Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. I, I'm worried about this Rams team. I'd be worried if I'm a Rams fan because they have not looked impressive squeaking by Arizona and Atlanta. Yeah. I know they won and found a way to win a game, but when they start playing these better NFC teams and, or the cross, uh, conference matchups. I mean, they got to start playing better or what happened week one will be the result where they'll just get run out of the building by a team like Buffalo. Um, a weird game too. Like just looking at the team box score, the Cardinals run 81 plays and the Rams only run 46 and the Rams come out on top. So it, it was a weird game. It kind of was a fluky win. Uh, I mean a win is a win is a win right in yeah. books.
0: And, and obviously you covering, or them covering the three-and-a-half-point spread, that's a win as well. So, you know, it's just a matter of uh, if, if they can keep going forward. And that's really what we'll take a look at in a couple of weeks when we talk about who their opponent is in Week 5. All right, let's get to this last game. I don't want to talk about it any more than you didn't want to talk about your uh, commanders. The The San Francisco Giants beat the—or, I'm sorry, lose to the Denver— uh, the Colorado Rockies 10-11— to 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a rough one, man. San Francisco 49ers obviously traveling two-mile high, taking on the Broncos, losing by a single point in the most footballist of football scores out there, 11-10. to 10. Russ was not cooking anything anybody wanted to eat, yet they still managed to come and put together a drive in the end to get them over the hump. Jimmy G equally as unimpressive. I know that I said that Jimmy G was going to start in midway through the season, I didn't think Trey Lance was going to last very long. But I also caveated by saying, look, Jimmy's a better quarterback, yes, than Trey Lance, but we still have a lot of work to do uh, in, on this team. Because apparently, even though Jimmy G's in the game, we can't come up with a game-winning drive.
1: No, ugly game. I mean, Jimmy just loses track where he is on the field and just steps out of bounds. And that was the difference. I mean, they would have won 10-9, to nine, but... uh Definitely an off or defensive struggle. It was it was a throwback game. It was ugly. Um, Denver has not looked good the first three weeks. Give them credit; they're two and one. But uh, yeah, no, they got issues, and they got to start kind of like the Rams. They got to start playing better because if not, they're gonna. I mean, they've played probably one of the easier schedules so far, playing Seattle and Houston, and then I mean, San Fran's obviously good, but they got to They get them at home, so they got to start playing better. They're gonna get beat.
0: So here's also the crazy thing, right? Given that San Francisco is about a point and a half favorite, depending on where you found him, should they have still won uh, by 10 to 9, that would have still been a Denver cover. So, like, it, didn't even, yeah. it wouldn't even have mattered either way. If you would have bet Denver to cover, that would have happened. So uh, amazing that that went through. 44 and a half was the, was the over under. We didn't even get to half of that. So <laughs> it was
1: not. Yeah, no, the under was safe in that one. Uh, and the primetime unders continue to be profitable.
0: Sure do, man. It doesn't matter. I mean, this obviously the unders over unders 9 times out of 10 I I've, I've noticed are are juiced equally. I mean, it's it's minus 110 depending on where you go and it's usually minus 110 on either side of it. So, I mean, you're not getting juiced out of betting the unders on these ones, so you might as well go ahead and continue to do it because like Ryan said, they're definitely profitable. So, okay, let's just move on. I don't want to I don't want to talk about the Niners anymore. It's frustrating because I know they're a better team than that. They know they're a better team than that. They should have easily beat the Broncos the way they looked because it wasn't like the Broncos were looking good at all either. Russ was just horrible. Jimmy was equally horrible. The only bright spot in that whole thing, I think, was maybe watching Debo play a little. Are you getting a, a few good runs in that one? Uh, obviously, um, you know, Melvin Gordon scoring that touchdown made everybody happy, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you. I mean, you said it. It was an ugly day for both our teams. So, uh, yeah, we don't need to keep uh lingering this sam fran loss out but uh hey big spot next week you get the rams
0: yeah this is uh this is gonna be a big spot yeah another primetime game for the 49ers so uh once again we get to be either embarrassed on national television or actually knock off the rams on national i don't know which one it is all i know is i'm gonna be watching with both of my eyes closed uh because that's (laughs) that's where i'm at at this point (laughs) Uh, All right, let's uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll look ahead to not just not week four, folks. We're looking ahead to week five. We want to get you settled in a couple of weeks ahead to get you some early lines to figure out where the values are now before the books start to move in on it. But before we do, did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? Because it's NFL season. It's our favorite time of year. Whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. We toss around a lot of stats on this show and on every show on the SGPN, and we want you to know that our takes are all backed by strategy and by numbers not just our intuition in the elias game plan app helps us do that because they give you league validated team and player news stats head-to-head team comparisons ahead of the matchup along with elias key insights from the elias statisticians themselves we get it all from the most trusted name in sports stats the elias sports bureau to the official statisticians of u.s pro sports leagues Elevate your NFL season today. Download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I got a special offer. When you subscribe, get 15% off your annual subscriptions, but only if you use our promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store and use my promo code SGPN15. If you watch football, and I think if you listen to this show, I know you do, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus no contracts no commitment you can cancel at any time right now you can try fubo tv for free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubo sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v.com s-g-p well, we'll roll on to week five in the NFL. Just as Ryan alluded to, it turns into a October starts, uh, the fall, the pumpkins start to roll. And now it's time for some crazy, crazy uh, week five action in the NFL. And uh, let me tell you right now, man, <laughs> when we look this far ahead, I know everybody thinks, well, why, wow, it's like, why would you, why would you look that far ahead? Well, because sometimes you get some crazy lines that uh, that you can jump on early when, when books start putting them out there. So that's why we like to give you two weeks ahead uh, to, to get you ahead of the line. So, Ryan, as we do every week, we we try to identify at least three or four lines that you can jump on early that we think may end up moving or just good values right now as it stands. So what are you looking at right now?
1: And before I jump into week five, to recap our three that we gave out in week four, Washington plus six, it's down to three now. Detroit minus one. It's all the way up to six and a half. And Sam Fran, we had as a dog, they had plus one. So they're going off now as a one and a half point favorite. So good three values by us. We were ahead of the game. So we're going to try and give out some more uh, value picks here. Uh, to lead it off, I'll go to Buffalo. Right now, they're nine and a half favorites against Pittsburgh I don't see any way this doesn't go or I don't see how this doesn't go to double digits by the time we get to the game so I would hop on this nine and a half right now with Buffalo you know and I'm seeing right now I like that by the way too because uh again this is a a, a,
0: just a beat up Buffalo squad from last week you saw people throwing like everything around in in, (laughs) what was that one I, I remember who it was but he was throwing everything in that booth of his uh, the offensive coordinator, right? Oh, Dorsey? Ken Dorsey. Yeah,
1: yeah. Woo, boy, he was that, was. that Hey, that was you and I watching our teams <laughs> yesterday implode. <and>
0: <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, like I said, I I kind of broke everything in the house when the Red Blacks lost the Ottawa Red Blacks of the CFL, uh, which I had to watch lose. But then, yeah, whatever was left, I was throwing around uh, there as well. So, um, yep, I like that take. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with Atlanta and Tampa Bay. I'm seeing Atlanta at plus eleven right now against Tampa Bay. This is, this is two weeks in the future, right? So we're already talking, uh, well, whoever they're going to beat up on next week, Tampa Bay, that, that's where they're going to beat up on them. But Atlanta's been scrappy. We just talked about it earlier. Atlanta's been a covering machine. And 11 points with Mariota playing decently and, and what we just saw this last week out of Tampa Bay, unless everybody's healthy in week five, a double-digit spread is a lot for yep. this matchup. So I actually like the Atlanta side of this at plus 11 because I have a feeling that this is going to be, uh, you know, maybe a score, maybe two scores, but not two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, no, I like that one too. Uh, Tampa Beta is struggling offensively. So for them to cover a double-digit spread, that's asking a lot compared to the one we just gave out with Buffalo where Buffalo can put up 40 to 50 in a blink of an eye. Tampa, Tampa's not that offensive team right now.
0: No, they're not. And again, like we said, Atlanta's scrappy. Mariota's got them in a position where they can actually pull out wins. And so if they continue that, if they do that again next week, that's a little more momentum in their favor. And now they're feeling good about going against Tampa Bay. And and even it being in Tampa Bay, we already just saw that it doesn't matter where they're at. They're still vulnerable to teams coming in and beating them.
1: Yeah, so that'll be that'll be three straight home games for Tampa because they have Kansas City on Sunday night this week. So this will be leg three of a homestand.
0: Oh, I like it even been on a short week, too. So perfect. I say short week because Sunday night going into Sunday day. It's not a short,
1: short, short, shortish week. week.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, you got another one for us, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go. I just had it up. All right. I'm going to go to New England. Currently, they are six and a half point favorites against Detroit. I, uh, the Detroit, we already touched on it. They're the covering gods. That with Mac Jones uncertainty there, I definitely got to go Detroit plus six and a half. I think the single close close to a field goal, so I think we're getting about three to four points of value here. I agree. I love it because again, that's that was one I was looking at too.
0: I thought to myself, how is Detroit six and a half point underdogs to New England after what we saw this week? Bookmakers either made this before Sunday or just uh, weren't paying attention, and this is why you got to swoop up on them. Uh So I like that. I li- and in fact, I even think Detroit. She may end up pulling this one off. To be honest yeah. with
1: you, so I'm I, not laying six points with the Matt Patricia offense. No, no way in hell. No, God, no. <laughs> um,
0: all right, I got one more for you. I love this one. I don't know how in the world this one is there, but it's there, and that's Philly plus two and a half against yeah, yeah. Arizona at home. What? What? Long
1: team favored. I'm with you. Yeah,
0: I, I I get it. I get that Arizona's at home. I honestly do. But how are you going to bet? How are you not going to bet, Phil, as a, as a two-and-a-half-point underdog on this one? Like, get in on this now because, you know, it's not going to stay that way, and you will not get this. You, I mean, you may not even get this at the end of this week. So if you listen to this show early, you better hurry up and get on this because you aren't going to get this at all.
1: Yeah, no, uh, we'll predict it right now. I bet you, Philly, by the time we get to the show next week, we'll be a three or three- to four-point favorite going to Arizona next week.
0: Easily easily yeah. by next week yep absolutely because again we just talked about why philly is is they're three and zero, man and they're actually rolling along quite nicely and arizona is clunking along like my car after i didn't change the oil on it for about six months uh after <laughs> the light came on so you know i'm just saying like this is this is not the team that you want to be betting on uh, unless you're betting against them so and and for philly to be an underdog at this point like i said I don't, and, and two and a half points that's way too easy to scoop up.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. And uh, th- those are four plays right there where you can hop on and beat beat the line movement and get a good number headed into that week number five. I know, it's, I know it's far
0: ahead. I know that people don't like to always think that far ahead. But I'll tell you right now, when you put these bets in now, you'll be coasting into week five once you watch those lines start jumping around. And you're like, wow, I'm glad I locked it in at this price because Ryan just told you. Like, we had... Lines, good lines before they ended up moving. And so now you can't find those lines that we had before.
1: Yeah, I it's I know it's you want instant gratification. You want to play the game that's being played right now, but if you have the patience and the bankroll, put it in ahead of time and you'll be smiling come week five on Sunday when Philly's a three point favorite or Buffalo's a thirteen to fourteen point favorite.
0: It's a marathon. Not a sprint. Yep. Financial security yep. is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right, Ryan, that is it. That's uh, that's it for the show this week. I, I do love this format, and I love doing this with you. This has been a lot of fun over the last few weeks, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that people are getting some good stuff out of this.
1: Yeah, I enjoy the rapid-fire style where we go right through it. It's like uh, Boomer and uh, Tom and our, our what, what is it, Berman and Boomer back in the day on NFL countdown
0: the fastest minute I love it yeah all right Ryan well as we wrap things up why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media
1: you guys can follow me on Twitter at at Moneyline underscore Mac obviously in the discord write articles too you hit me up anytime more than happy to talk out bets player props anything just uh hit me up man
0: that's right ryan is a wealth of information here on the sgpn one of the rising stars in the company i will say such a pleasure to have him on follow me on twitter at rj via there's a link in my bio to everything that's going on in my world whether it's here on the sgpn whether it's on in between media whether it's on sportsbook review wherever dark corners of the internet i linger you can find it all right there Again, follow this show and every other show on the SGPN app. Join us in the Discord s.g.pn/discord. We'll be back again to break down all of the action from the week before on our Monday show. Ryan will be back again with Justin uh, later on in the week, but until then, everybody, let's have some fun. Let's let's bet some more football. Let's win some more football and let it
1: ride.